When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. We're going to hop in to a draft. Let's do it. Yes, the mock We're going to do a 12-team half PPR snake draft. Um, we, we're doing, we have 15 rounds up here. We'll see if we actually make it 15 rounds, but we'll go 15 rounds for now. Uh, I have yep. the four spot. Zach has the eight spot. Um, are you ready to get started, dude? Yeah, 100%. You know, I think we did. We're like almost a month to the day. I think we're three days off from being a month from our last uh, mock draft. So a, podcast. a whole month of movement on the on the board, you know, in terms of ADPs. We'll see where players are falling right now, what we can do. Compare it maybe even the last time. I'm not sure. We'll have Let's to do see. it. It's interesting. Let's do it, man. I'm going to hit start draft right now. Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. Let's go. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. Team one on the board. Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Christian McCaffrey off the board. I am on the board here. So this is a half PPR league. Austin Eckler, Cooper Cup, Travis Kelsey, Terry Kill, B. John Robinson, all on the board right now. And the guy that I have ranked the highest is Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup and yeah. Tyreek Hill. Those are the two guys for me. And I'm actually going to go a little bit. um, I think Cooper Cup is a a very good pick here. Um, I love Tyreek Hill as well. I think people are underestimating the fact that he has almost an equal chance as Cooper Cup to become the wide receiver one overall at the end. Um, And I love his, 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 you know, just his ability overall. But I I am going to go Cooper Cup here. I think that's a smart move. Um, Austin Eckler was taken right after him. Travis Kelsey, Bijan Robinson, you're on the board. Yeah, Tyreek Hill, so, Saquon, Jonathan Taylor, all on the board right now. This one hurts me a lot because Bijan Robinson came off the board one pick before me, and that would have been my auto pick at this point because I love Bijan Robinson in a high volume rushing offense. You know, elite talent, everything is going his way. I have Bijan Robinson. Like I said, I would take him as high as third overall on the Q&A podcast a couple episodes ago, and I, I'm sticking by that. So the fact that he went off the board right before me hurts. But I don't have any problem taking Tyreek Hill here. I mean, eighth overall, that, that that's not bad. I'm looking at the running backs. Saquon is Saquon. I like the receivers more personally. I think that you can get good running backs later. And Jonathan Taylor, Anthony Richardson, there's just too much, you know, question mark, too many question marks going around that in the offense. It's probably not going to be good, especially if, Gardner Minshew is starting games at the start of the year. I don't like Jonathan Taylor's ceiling for his price. Uh, Stefan Diggs is kind of in consideration here, but I, I just think that Tyreek Hill, like you mentioned, has a good chance being the wide receiver one. So I'm going to take him right here. If Travis Kelsey made it down to you uh, at eight, would you have taken him? Yes, 100%. Over, over Tyreek Hill? Yep. Yeah, yep. Just okay. because of his positional advantage at that point. You know, uh, Tyreek Hill is very good, but Travis Kelsey, you know, is head and shoulders above every other tight end. So I hear that. Now, Saquon Barkley, Jonathan Taylor, 
went off the board right after you, Stefan Diggs. Patrick Mahomes going off the board uh, at the end of the first round. CeeDee Lamb, Nick Chubb, A.J. Brown, a little bit of a value at the 2-3 spot, and then yeah. Josh Jacobs right before you. So got a little sharp drafters here. Okay. Yeah. That, You're definitely. on the board right now. Devonta Adams on the board, Derrick Henry. I'm on Ross St. Brown, Garrett Wilson, Jalen Waddell, Tony Pollard, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, there's what a lot take? to like. And I'll tell you what, Tony Pollard is really calling out to me right here. He would be a really high pick based on the ADP here. They have him all the way down at 24, so that would be back half of the second round, so the 2-3 turn. I'm really tempted to take him because there's plenty of good wide receivers too to compliment Tyreek Hill. I think Der- I mean, Derrick Henry's sitting there on the board, but he doesn't have anywhere near the upside that Tony Pollard has. I think these receivers are good. Devontae Adams would be an easy pick here, but I already have Tyreek Hill. So I'm just going to go ahead and pull the trigger. You know, I have to get this guy. There's no way he's going to fall back to me, you know, at 3-8. There's how many picks between me at this, at least like 12, 14 picks. So I'm going to take Tony Pollard in the second round just because he has, I think, top three upside for the running back position. 100%. I think, I think Tony Pollard his ADP is way lower than what we have him projected for. Yeah. Um, I, I I would draft Tony Pollard at the end of the first round. Like that's how much I love Tony Pollard. And yeah. you don't you don't have to, but in your situation where you know you you're basically not going to get Tony Pollard coming back around to you at at with the eighth pick of the third round, that'll be your next pick. So yeah. you went with your guy, and I agree with you. I have him ranked over all the guys that I just mentioned on the board. Yeah. Now. Devonta Adams, Derrick Henry, Josh Allen just came off the board right right after you, right before me. I'm at the 2-9 right now with Amon Ross St. Brown, Garrett Wilson, Jalen Waddell, Jalen Hurts, Brees Hall, Ramondre Stevenson, all on the board right now. Mark Andrews as well. Um, now, you might be wondering why you know these running backs came off the board. In a half PPR setting, I think running backs a little bit more valuable. Um, right. Depending on the roster too, like in this particular roster, we have two wide receivers and two flexes okay so that's why a lot of the wide receivers also didn't come off the board uh as quickly right um and in these home type of leagues like you're going to see running backs being taken off the board a lot more quickly than you would normally do in like best ball like in a best ball format for example um right. i'm on my same brown too a lot more valuable in a full ppr setting than a half point ppr setting okay I have Amon Ra and Garrett Wilson back-to-back in my full PPR rankings. However, in half PPR, I actually have Garrett Wilson ahead of Amon Ra St. Brown. That Um, makes total sense. And the reason for that is I just think that Garrett Wilson is going to outperform Amon Ra in terms of touchdowns scored, right? I think there is a lot. I think Garrett Wilson's locked for 10-plus touchdowns this year. Uh, Amara can definitely do it as well. We saw how many times he was stopped at the one-yard line last year. Um, right. But I do think that um, Garrett Wilson in a standard or a half point is just a little bit more valuable than Amara St. Brown. I, I think that's absolutely the case. I agree with you. I just want to get this off before you get to your next pick. But Amara St. Brown had the, let's see, the eighth, tied seventh lowest uh, A dot last year, 6.7. Like that is very low especially for the production, you know, obviously he had, he had the receptions, but if you're talking about, you know, half point PPR versus full PPR and Garrett Wilson is going to do much better on a per touch basis. I think, you know, there's more opportunity there for Garrett Wilson with Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. He's a clear one. Obviously I'm a rise too, but 
I think that's a differentiating factor when you you know have him that close in your ranking. So I agree with that pick. Garrett Wilson had a 31% air yard share last year, which is absolutely ridiculous. I got that from fantasylife.com. Um, so, you know, that's absolutely ridiculous. That's that's on par with the wide receiver ones. Amon Ra, however, you know, not the case, right? Amon Ra, completely different. Amon Ra, 25% air yard share, which is lower than a typical wide receiver three. Okay, right. So just keep that in mind uh, in the non, you know, if it's if you're not playing in full PPR. Okay. Jalen Waddle, Amon Ra, Najee Harris, Brees Hall, Devontae Smith, Mark Andrews came off the board. I'm on the clock right now. I would have took Mark Andrews here, potentially. Um, Cooper Cup, Garrett Wilson, that's my team right now. Jalen Hurts is on the board. I love him. Ramondre Stevens is on the board. I love him too. So I love Chris Olave. He's on the board as well. Those are the three guys I'm considering here. Hurts, Ramondre, and Olave. I have seven seconds to make a decision. And I'm going Ramondre. Uh, for my to be my RB one, uh, because I didn't have a running back yet. Okay, so I need that running back. I could have took Olave, put him in my flex. I do love him this year, but I think I'm going to try to get my every down running back in Ramondre Stevenson for now. Right, I, I I like that pick. You know, you had two very good receivers on the board. Did you need Chris Olave? No. Would it have been really cool to see that all of those guys on the same roster? Yes. Chris Olave has top five upside. I agree. We put out a post on that a while ago. Yeah, 100% right. I love Chris Olave. But now I'm on the board, and there are a lot of guys I like here. Um, Chris Olave is still on the board. He made it to me, so that's pretty cool in the third round. I'd like to take him to compliment Tyreek Hill, but there's other guys on the board that I like too. I mean, Lamar Jackson, I think it's a little high, you know, obviously, but he has the rushing upside that not a lot of other quarterbacks have. You know, Jalen Hurts and Josh Allen are really the only two other rushing quarterbacks that you're going to take outside of Justin Fields. I think Lamar Jackson can do a lot more in the air than Justin Fields can. So he's higher on the board for me than Justin Fields. But also, Jameer Gibbs is sitting there. <laughs> and that's really interesting. Imagine Tony Pollard and Jameer Gibbs, you know, oh, yeah. in my backfield. That would that would be pretty sweet. I wonder, one, if, I wonder if I could get him on the way back. <laughs> I kind of want to push my luck here. Press my luck. It's possible. Hopefully, no whammies. But Keenan Allen's also down there, though, as a backup plan, just in case that doesn't work out. I like my options here. I think I'm going to take Chris Olave here. And then either Lamar, if I'm going to hope that Lamar Jackson, Jameer Gibbs, or Keenan Allen are sitting there for me on the way back at the 4 5. So I'm going to go ahead and take Chris Olave. Compliment I, I, think, I think this is a great example of using the ADB game to your advantage. Okay. Right. This is a oh. smart move. Now, it didn't work out. Did it work Jameer out? Gibbs, Jameer Gibbs, nothing. No. However, not only did you use the ADB game to your advantage. You'd identified your backup picks before you even made your pick, right? So right. we talked about this in the strategy episode last week, right? Um, and I even got some DMs from people saying that, <clears throat> excuse me, they love when they use that strategy. Their mocks have coming out are coming out way better. So I love yeah. that. 100%. Now, of course, the board didn't fall the way I wanted it to. Everybody went. <laughs> um, so oh, I have two Earth very Walker, Lamar Jackson, uh, Joe Burrow, DK Metcalf, Jameer Gibbs, D- Debo Samuel, Keenan uh, Allen, Aaron Jones. Debo so, Samuel, Keenan Allen hurts me in a very big way. <laughs> I mean, I'm happy I'm not the guy taking Debo Samuel, but the board now looks like Joe Mixon, Amari Cooper, Calvin Ridley, Justin Fields, TJ Hawkinson, J.K. Dobbins, Justin Herbert. Now, those are the guys I really want to pick from. I have Tony Pollard. Can I get 
I don't want to take another running back. I want to start another receiver. We have two flexes. I'd rather start receiver at flex than a running back. Calvin Ridley's right there, and I love Calvin Ridley. You know, even though he's been off from football a long time, all the reports out of camp are that he's crushing it. Trevor Lawrence is going to take a step forward. The other choice that I have here is Justin Fields to get the last rushing quarterback available. I do like that upside, but I think because it's not super flex or 2QB, I'm going to kind of wait on quarterback because the value isn't there for me. I think I'm going to go try to build a three, you know, like superstar wide receiver duo trio. Um, I'm, I'm going to take Calvin Ridley here. I think that would have been my pick as well. Um, and Joe Mixon went off the board right after you, followed by Miles Sanders. TJ Hawkinson went off the board right before me. Okay. So now we have Amari Cooper, who's hurt right now, Justin Fields, J.K. Dobbins, Justin Herbert, DeAndre Hopkins, Terry McLaurin. The two guys I'm looking at, you guys can probably guess, Justin Fields and J.K. Dobbins, right? Yeah. Those are the two guys. Um, I love J.K. Dobbins, you know. I think that it is possible that he ends up sliding even more here. I don't have my RB2 yet. So instead of grabbing Justin Fields, I am going to grab J.K. Dobbins, man. That's my guy. Right. So I'm going to go with him. Justin Fields goes right after. Yeah. Yep, of course he did. Right? Justin <laughs> Herbert, Amari Cooper, Jerry Judy, Terry McLaurin, DeAndre Hopkins went off the board right there. Um, you know, it would have been nice if Judy fell back to me. Uh, that would have been awesome. I would have loved that. Uh, But right now, who do we have on the board? Damian Pierce, George Kittle, DJ Moore, Drake London, Christian Watson, Kyle Pitts, Chris Godwin, Cam Akers. These are the guys who are on the board right now. Um, You know, I do like Damian Pierce this year. A little bit unsure of his role, but he was very, very talented. I think he's worth grabbing. Uh, If I didn't take J.K. Dobbins here, uh, I think uh, in the last round, I think Damian Pierce would have been a, a potential choice at the 5-4 spot where I'm at right now uh, because I, I, I think he could be a serviceable RB2. Um, yeah. But as I grabbed Jacob Dobbins already, um, I think the choices here would be between uh, e- either taking a tight end in Kittle, Pitts, London, or, and then the wide receivers between London and Watson. Okay, right. I love Drake London. I really like Christian Watson. I'm a little bit worried about the offensive environment uh in atlanta and instead of having to choose between drake london and kyle pitts and potentially getting that answer wrong i think we're just going to go with the upside here with christian watson because i believe uh in christian watson and i think he's a good bet to make now do i know he's going to work out no but i do know that a lot of the underlying metrics point to guys like christian watson and what they did in year one they usually go on to be very good wide receivers in the NFL. So I'm going with Christian Watson. I think he's going to be the clear wide receiver one there, despite all the noise that we've been hearing. I think he's going to be the guy. Yeah. Follow, following me, Damian Pierce, DeAndre Swift, and Kyle Pitts. Um, I love that. I love DeAndre Swift. I think I think I probably would have taken DeAndre Swift over Pierce, actually. I didn't even see him on the board. Um, yeah. but the Swift is another upside shot besides Watson that I'd love to take. Do you think maybe I was looking at him? To be my RB2? Maybe. Just, just maybe. It's fine. Yeah, I agree with, you know, going back on the pick that you had, Christian Watson over Drake London 100%, just because if one of them is going, they're probably both going to be the wide receiver ones on their team, but Christian Watson has much better upside because of Kyle Pitts in the same offense, and B. John Robinson is probably going to get a bunch of work. There's more competition in Atlanta than there is 
for Christian Watson in Green Bay. So I agree with that pick 100%. Kyle Pitts came off the board, so I don't have to worry about potentially taking him. That's nice. Get that off my conscience. But um, at this point, I'm looking for, I think, a quarterback or a tight end. And George Kittle's sitting right here, and he played very well. He had, I think it was seven touchdowns in the last couple of weeks with Brock Purdy, a quarterback. He scored a bunch of touchdowns. People don't really know. And I remember when I was looking at the stats, George Kittle had 11 touchdowns last year. And yeah. it didn't really feel like it, you know, because there was all sorts of quarterback turnover turnover, and Brandon Ayuk was having a big year. Christian McCaffrey was on the offense. You kind of lose sight of George Kittle. I don't usually draft tight ends early, but I think George Kittle has a good enough ceiling with Brock Purdy at quarterback. I'm assuming Brock Purdy's going to start. I'm going to go ahead and take him. I, I like that pick, actually. I, I like it. I, like you know, I think it, it did come in bunches. You know, his tight, his production came in bunches. So that's why it might feel that way. Um, yeah. But I can see him having a big year this year as well. 100%. Now, I'm back on the board again. And I'm looking at running backs because I want another running back. I don't want to be, you know, punting at running back. And three guys on the board here. Alexander Madison, Javante Williams, who we just talked about at the top of the show. And Rashad White. Three very different players. Javante Williams might not, you know, like you see, he might have the training wheels on to start the season. Not a big fan of that, but he has good upside down the stretch. Rashad White is strictly a volume play. I mean, he's exactly what you want in your RB2, you know, because if he scores a touchdown any week and he catches a couple passes, it's going to be very good. That's all you can really ask for out of your RB2. But then there's Alexander Madison, you know. Could he be the type of running back that we've seen him be when Dalvin Cook doesn't play. I think it's definitely possible. You know, obviously we have our concerns about somebody else coming in and spelling him or playing a different role that he's not going to play. Alexander Madison has shown that he can do it. And I kind of want to roll the dice here. I mean, James Cook is also sitting there down the board. I'm looking at the wide receivers. I don't really like Mike Williams. I talked last episode about him being a bust. Michael Pittman with the quarterback situation, I'm not a big fan. Tyler Lockett has always been like, supremely undervalued and i'm just going to continue to do that at this point <laughs> because i have my three wide receivers nailed down i think i'm going to go ahead and take alexander madison right here i know you probably have some quips with that but i'm going with alexander madison just because if he is the type of running back that he was when dalvin cook doesn't play i mean he's gonna be very good you know rb2 for me and he could be a flex if i draft somebody else later on and they hit so i'm going with alexander madison this is a that's a great pick i, I would have done the same exact thing i mean look at your look at the roster right you only had tony pollard um as you know as your only running back and in the yeah. sixth round if i can grab a potential three down back for a very good offense i'm going to take that shot like we don't know what's going to happen in that backfield but Right. If you had to bet on it right now, what are the best chances? The best chances is that Alexander Madison is going to be the guy, right? Um, now, what is the percentage I would give it? I would give it 65-35 in Madison's favor. Like that's what I would yep. give the percentage in terms of like if he's going to be the guy, if he's going to be the guy or not. But for a six-round price tag, like I'm I'm going to take that shot every single time. Absolutely. So I yeah. think I think that's a great uh great pick by you. Um Mike Williams, Christian Kirk, Michael Pittman went off the board right before me. Uh, again, my team is Cooper Cup, Garrett Wilson, uh, Ramondre Stevenson, J.K. Dobbins, and Christian Watson. Okay, uh, On the board to me right now, Dallas Goddard, Tyler Lockett, Marquise Brown, Darren Waller, Javante Williams, blah, 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 blah. I think I'm going to go Tyler Lockett here. I think it's a pretty easy pick for me. Um, you, know, yeah. at, you know, in the sixth round, potentially the best wide receiver on the Seahawks team. Should be a better 
offense this year, you know, with JSN, with Charbonnet. So I do like Tyler Lockett there. Pretty easy decision for me. Marquise yeah. Brown, Dallas Goddard, Traylon Burks, Darren Waller, Isaiah Pacheco, Javante Williams going off the board before my next pick. Um, Rashad White sitting there. You know, the coaches are already talking him up as their three down yeah. back, right? Uh, he's a pick for me. Mike Evans, Deontay Johnson, Alvin Kamara, David Montgomery, who coaches have been talking him up too, as you know, potentially working more in the pass game as well. So those the guys that I'm looking at at this spot. Um, there's a couple guys I could I could go further down the board a little bit. I see James Cook on the board. You know, I like him, mm-hmm. but man, like you know, I could look at Rashad White, you know, as a volume play, but like, am I do I really want to take Rashad White over someone like James Cook? You know what I'm saying? Like, right. I feel like James yeah. Cook is just more dynamic on a better offense. You know, I might be ranking James Cook over Rashad White at this point, right? So yeah. I think I'm going to take Rashad White off the board right now. Um, Deontay Johnson um, is a possibility, but I already have four wide receivers. I'm not sure if I need to go there. I only have two running backs. I think building running yeah. backs is important. So it would probably be between David Montgomery um, and James Cook for me. And David Montgomery has the potential – of scoring a ton of touchdowns. I already missed out on on uh, Jameer Gibbs, obviously. So this is a tough choice, man. This is a tough choice. I don't think James Cook is going to make his way back to me. So I'm actually still going to go James Cook here, man. I'm going to go James right. Cook. I, I, I might have reached a little bit. Um, I didn't reach that much down the board. But I think James Cook, you know, we just talked about this earlier in the episode. Mm-hmm. I just think that if he's going to be the guy – you know, in that backfield, um, getting 15 to 18 touches a game, I'm all about it. Yeah, 100%. I, I agree with you. Because you have gone you know, in that situation. It, it was a tough I probably choice running backs. Yeah. It, so two days ago, before the whole Naeem Hines thing, I might have taken Rashad White. But, you know, that's yes. without with the you. hindsight of I, I would have taken Montgomery, too. I think Montgomery would have been my choice over James Cook, too. I think I was actually between James Cook and David Montgomery at the end of the day just because I think that Montgomery you know, can score a ton, ton of touchdowns this year, and he's being a little bit undervalued. Right. So now, now because, you know, Naeem Hines is out, I think James Cook does suddenly become, like you said, that intriguing player at his ADP yeah. that the upside might be there. I, I'm completely cool with that. And I'm on the board now. I got a minute to pick. But the guy that I want – is sitting at the top of the board. You know, I mean, I, I do this. It seems like every draft, I did this on the last draft, my wide receiver four turns into Deontay Johnson. Why? I have Calvin Ridley as the upside shot. Chris Olave as the top five upside. Tyreek Hill with top one upside, overall wide receiver one upside. So how do I balance, you know, potential risk with Calvin Ridley I wouldn't say Chris Olave is a risk, but I think there's a chance that he settles in as a low wide receiver one, high wide receiver two. I think that's a possibility. How do you offset that risk for your weekly choices when you're when you're making those decisions and setting your lineup? You take a guy that's going to get a bunch of volume, and I think that the Steelers' offense is going to be plenty good. I only have three receivers. I have two running backs. I have another guy I'm eyeing down the board. I'm not going to say, but we're gonna, because last time I said it, he didn't make it to me. But I'm going to go <laughs> ahead. I'm going to take Deontay Johnson here. Nope, there goes the guy that I was eyeing. Immediately after my pick, <laughs> Brandon Cooks comes off the board. That sucks. Oh, wow. 
So That's Brandon Cooks comes right off the board right after you. Um, I like the Deontay Johnson pick. Um, a little bit less intriguing in half PPR than full PPR, but at the seven eight, you're somebody who's potentially getting 140 to 150 targets. Like, yeah, you you got to yeah. go there. So Brandon Cooks, George Pickens, Alvin Kamara, AJ Dillon, uh, JSN, Jahan Dotson, Kadarius Tony, Jordan Addison, off the board. So let, let me just uh, you know, rip off your team a little bit. So Tyreek Hill. Tony Pollard, Chris Olave, Calvin Ridley, ridiculous start. George Kittle, Alexander Madison, Deontay Johnson. You're on the board with the fifth pick in the eighth round. Yeah, so I'm really – I am torn between two quarterbacks. Now, I want to take my quarterback here. I, I don't want to really go much further, you know, without taking a quarterback. All the other skill guys, not really my cup of tea. I mean, the top running back on the board right now is Antonio Gibson. I don't think I need him right now. You look at the top wide receiver right now on the board per ADP, of course, you know, it's Quentin Johnston. There's guys like Juju Smith-Schuster down the board, not really calling my name. Rashad Bateman's down there, Zay Flowers. They're interesting. I have four receivers already. I think I'm going to be all right. I want my quarterback. I'm looking between Tua and Deshaun Watson, and I think they're two completely different quarterbacks. Tua's going to get it all done through the air. He was very good when he was on the field, but he was injured a lot last season. It would also stack with Tyreek Hill. So that gives me weekly upside, but also a little bit of volatility there where if they have a bad game, you know, suddenly my team isn't as good. And then there's Deshaun Watson, who could be back to the guy that he was. I haven't taken many risks this draft. I think even though Calvin Ridley in the fourth round, that's a little bit high. I'm okay paying that price. But I'm going to go ahead and take the first true risk of the draft. And I'm going to take Deshaun Watson. If he can turn in upside, like he did between 2018 and 2020, I mean, my team's going to be set. There's plenty of other floor guys I can take. Tua wasn't really a floor pick, but his upside isn't as high as the rushing quarterbacks. Deshaun Watson, he has rushing chops. He can do that. So I'm, I'm going to go with Deshaun Watson here. Other floor guys, like I said, I can get somebody else down the board if I want to. But we're only starting one quarterback in this league. I don't know if I necessarily need to. Maybe I'll take somebody just in case Deshaun Watson pans out. But I think there's a low chance that he doesn't pan out. Yeah, I, I like that. I think it's a great, you know, price to pay. I think Dak Prescott went right before you. I think Prescott would have been my choice uh, over Tua, personally. Um, but I do like the Deshaun Watson pick. If he does, in fact, take a step forward back to what he used to be, that's a huge value right there, right? He used to be yeah. top five quarterback every single year for four straight years. Um, he was that the guy. The thing, yeah. The thing that pigeonholed me kind of with those picks is I have Tyreek Hill and Tony Pollard, which are both it's a Cowboys and a Dolphins player. You know, yeah. obviously there's a stack to be had with Tua, but with Dak Prescott, I, I don't want to invest in both the Cowboys passing game and the Makes run sense. game. I, I, that's what took Dak Prescott off the board for me. Yeah. Okay. I got you. That makes sense a lot. That makes a lot of sense. Okay. So we got Dak Prescott, Antonio Gibson, Samaja P. Ryan off the board. Gibson and P. Ryan, two guys I would have taken if they <laughs> fell to me. Um, I right. love both of those guys. Um, I placed P. Ryan a little bit higher than Gibson, uh, even though Gibson does have a little bit more upside than P. Ryan does. So it is what it is. Now, who's on the board for me right now? We got Evan Ingram, Pat Fryermuth, Quinton Johnston, Tua, Najoku, Gabe Davis. Yeah, these are the guys who are on the board right now. So nothing too <laughs> intriguing here, um, but I'm going to go with my tight end breakout for this year, and that's Pat Fryermuth. And this might be a little bit, you know, in interesting taking him over Evan Ingram 
But Evan Ingram has Calvin Ridley coming in, who's going to be demanding a, a very high target share. And, you know, Evan Ingram, I'm not sure what number target he is. Like, he's at least number three. He could right. be number four. Last year, he was going back between one, two, right? Like, he wasn't like the third or fourth option. And that might be the case this year. So, yeah. even though he got the bit, he got the bag. Great for him. But I think Pat Fryman was going into his third season um, after having a top 10 year uh historically for tight ends in their first two seasons within receptions um doing his thing with some major major names i think pat frymouth is a good guy to bet on as my tight end one right i agree pat frymouth i think there's a chance he's the number two target i think there's a pretty good chance i mean obviously george pickens is there all the george pickens truthers are coming out they're like george pickens you know he's this flashy player yes i'll give it to him he's very entertaining to watch but you know pat frymouth especially this late you know He's kind of like ascending my draft rankings a little bit. He's kind of moving up into like that Dallas Goddard range for me. I know we haven't seen as consistent production from Pat Frymouth. He's only been in the league for two years, but he's kind of moving up into that range. Fringe, you know, mid tight end one for me. 100%. That's where I have him too. So after the, after me went great, uh, Gabe Davis. I want to say something about Gabe Davis real quick, guys. Um, Can you pause Gabe the draft Davis- timer? Like, if you have something to talk about here, yeah, let me do that. Do that. Uh, yeah, can I do that? I think, I think I if you go to the settings in the top right, you can pause um, it. Yep, I can. Thank you. Thank you, Zach. Because um, I am on the clock. Um, yeah. I want to say one thing about Gabe Davis, guys. Gabe Davis last year was in the same exact situation, but he was going several rounds ahead of where he's going right now. Okay. Yeah. He just went off the board in the eighth round at the end of the eighth round okay he was going off the board in like the fourth or fifth round last year right like that's where he was going wasn't he zach like yes. the yeah i i took him i took him okay <laughs> i know so <laughs> it was nothing has changed round. okay sure they brought in a rookie tight end dalton kincaid okay but they don't have a number two wide receiver right now mm-hmm. the number two wide receiver right now is gabe davis there's a battle right now for the slot wide receiver role and they could be going, you know, they could have a lot of 12 personnel. Gabe Davis on the field a ton in those situations. Okay. So Gabe Davis is a value, in my opinion. Okay. Because you're going to have those boom weeks. Like if you took him last year in the eighth, ninth round, Zach, opposed to the fifth, you would have felt a lot better for the production that he gave you. And I think that this year he could potentially, potentially have a better season because he was a little bit banged up last year, too. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. I mean, I look at it. You know, if he was going to the fourth, fifth round, you know, I took him as my wide receiver two last year. Last year, he would be the wide receiver two on a lot of teams going to the fourth, fifth round. But now, for just for some context, the team that took him has him as their wide receiver four, five. Exactly. No, four. Yeah, it's four. Sorry, yep. I was looking at the wrong team. Gabe Davis as a wide receiver four is a lot better than Gabe Davis as your wide receiver two. Hindsight is twenty twenty. You know, maybe last year I wouldn't have been saying that, but this year, <laughs> Gabe Davis, like you mentioned, like. I get it. He had a rough year. The metrics weren't really there. Very low catch percent. You know, he wasn't really making the most of the targets he was getting. But remember that game against the Steelers? It took him three catches to put up 36 points. So it's like, <laughs> that's the type of player you're getting. The upside, you're going to talk about upside there? As a wide receiver four, that's exactly what you're looking for. You're not going to be starting Gabe Davis every week as a wide receiver four. So you can get away with it. 100%, man. Um, now, I don't have a quarterback yet. Uh, Anthony Richardson is looking at me right now um I, I i like anthony richardson at the spot he's always been here in the ninth round 
So he's in consideration, and Rashad Penny is also in consideration. Now, I have only three running backs at this point. There's not that many running backs you can get after this spot. Um, so I'm actually going to take a shot on Rashad Penny right now. I, I did I missed out on DeAndre Swift, but at this point, the running backs that you're grabbing are the upside shots, right? If Rashad Penny is the Eagles uh, early down back, he has a ton of upside. Okay. And yeah. um, you know, he will play uh, a role similar to Miles Sanders did last year, maybe a little bit less volume because they want to give DeAndre Swift the ball as well. Um, but you know, there's no guarantee that either of these guys stay healthy, especially Rashad Penny. Keep that in mind. So this is just a straight up upside pick. Anthony Richardson also could have been a straight up upside pick right here. Those are the two guys that I, you know, went with. Those are the two guys I would have chose between. He is right. now my RB four. If I had four running backs in my, on my roster already, I might have gone Richardson here instead. Yeah. So I'm looking at the board here. So between your pick and my pick, it was Dave Njoku, Evan Ingram, Michael Thomas. None of them affect me. My draft construction right now is it's finding a running back and then just building out depth because I only have two running backs right now and Alexander Madison. I think he's a pretty sure thing, but he's not a sure, sure thing. And I don't really need any other receivers. The receivers on the board. I want to try and see if I can get Zay Flowers to fall down to me. Is he going to? Probably not. But I'm going to go ahead and give it a shot because there's a running back that I'm going to take. The only other guy that has a shot really on the board right now of getting that full workload. Well, it, it might be between two guys. It's Devon A. Chain and... Kendra Miller, Kendra Miller. So, who do I want more? No, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna flip the script. I just talked myself out of it. I'm gonna flip the script. I'm gonna go wide receiver first. I'm gonna take Zay Flowers and hope Kendra Miller can come back to me because I thought about it. I'm already invested in the Dolphins wide receivers, uh, Tyreek Hill, and it's gonna be pass first offense. I wasn't big on Devon Achen anyway. I'm just going off of you hyping him up. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm not just gonna let that sway my decision for us. So I'm gonna take Zay Flowers here. I think that's a high upside pick, you know, rookie wide receiver with Mark Jackson. I great pick, fine. great pick. And did he make it? Devon Achen came off uh, the board. All right, so that made my decision for me. See, that's he, another he, thing. He came off the board right before you picked him. Yes, that's another thing. So sometimes the board will make the decision for you. You know, you don't have to sit there and worry then once it happens. So I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to take Kendra Miller because say Alvin Kamara gets suspended or something like that. We talked about Jamal Williams. We know the story on him. Kendrick Miller can be that guy. 100%. Now, Kendrick Miller came off the board. Kirk Cousins, Rashad Bateman, Aaron Rodgers. I probably would have went Rashad Bateman here if he was available to me. But I also have J.K. Dobbins, so I don't want to double dip on that Ravens offense. Yep. So the guys on the board right now in the 10th round. By the way, Rashad Penny, you could have easily replaced that with Devon A. Chain. Like, go with either one, right? And I'll probably mm -hmm. go 50-50 on all my drafts, right? Um, Daniel Jones, I don't need a quarterback. Well, do I need a quarterback? I do need a quarterback. So I think I'm probably going to go quarterback here. Um, and I think I'm going to see it's between Daniel Jones and Geno Smith for me. I have Tal Lockett. I'm not really, that's not really playing too much into my decision right now. Going mm -hmm. down the board, there's not a whole lot I like on the board right now where I'm at. So I think I'm going to go with, and I'm also picking in like seven spots. So I'm going to go with Geno Smith here. This might sound a little crazy over Daniel Jones because Daniel Jones has that rushing upside. But mm -hmm. I just think that this Seattle offense is going to go nuts this year. Like, yeah. Geno Smith was very good last year. He has a new, really, really, really good weapon in JSN, and I love it. Um, yeah. 
Chico Conquo overall. Like oh, yeah. they also added uh Zach Charbonnet to Kenneth yeah. Walker plus Kenny McIntosh, you know, in case anything would happen in Kenneth Walker, Zach Charbonnet, like they're loaded. I mean, the wide receiver room is arguably the best in the NFL. The running backs are fantastic. Geno Smith just has to do what he did last year. And you're right. So I, I agree with Geno Smith there. Daniel Jones was more of a floor pick. And I know you're an upside guy. Geno Smith has that. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Rashad Penny, Geno Smith, those are my last two picks. Chico Conco came off the, off the board for uh, in the 10th round right after my pick. I would have taken Oconco here if I didn't take Pratt Firemuth a couple rounds ago. Juju, Daniel Jones, Jacoby Myers, Dalton Kincaid, Alan Lazard came off the board right before me. Elijah Mitchell is on the board here. Um, I like Elijah Mitchell. Um, I just don't have that much confidence he stays healthy, which is why he's not like this must-grab handcuff for me. He also doesn't play on passing downs either, so not awesome. Uh, Jared McKinnon would be a consideration for me a couple weeks ago, but the Chiefs have a new running back that they like in the receiving game. Daenerys Prince, undrafted free agent. (laughs) Um, We'll be talking about him on Thursday. On Thursday's episode. So, Jeremy McKinnon is not on my draft board right now. Okay. I'm moving further down the list. The guy that I'm going to draft and I'm going to reach a little bit is Sky Moore. Yeah. I'm drafting Sky Moore. Was that the guy? I was hoping you, you wouldn't look down the board. <laughs> I was going to. So, get I, I, I swiped uh, Sky Moore from Zach, four picks from him. Um, yeah. I just, I, you know, I think that he's somebody that you can grab around this time that who could be Patrick Mahomes' wide receiver one behind Travis Kelsey. So I I do like Sky Moore there. Elijah Mitchell went right off the board after me, as he should. Jared Goff, Adam Thielen, who's also one of your guys, off the board as well. So you're picking at the eighth spot in the 11th round. Who are you thinking? So the the clear upside pick that I would have taken was Sky Moore, of course. And that's the beauty of, you know, drafting as news is breaking because Sky Moore is going to move up the board a little bit with Kadarius Tony, the whole situation with his knee. Like, Alan Lazard should not be coming off the board, I think, over Sky Moore. And that's exactly what happened. They went back to back. So I I, I would have taken Sky Moore. I'm, you know, a little shell shocked here, but we're fine. I'm looking at, let's see, I have three running backs. I have five receivers. My quarterback situation is a little bit. I mean, I have the upside there with Deshaun Watson. It's not necessarily a safe floor. Looking around at the board, there's not many wide receivers I like. I have my tight end. I don't need to draft two tight ends. Um, yeah. Quarterback, I, I, it might be a quarterback for me. No, Jared Goff is off the board. Russell Wilson, he's a question mark. Not a whole lot I like here. So at this point, I might need another running back. And right now the running backs, there's a guy right there that I kind of like. So, okay, I found somebody I like took me long enough but anyway the top of the board right now for me for running backs looks like Jarek mckinnon tyler algier devin singletary i'm not ready to handcuff just yet i'm looking down the board i see tank bigsby (laughs) he might have an early down roll on a good offense you know we're late in the draft ish travis Etienne. i'm not a big supporter i don't think he's going to get a whole lot of like volume like he got last year he wasn't efficient we talked about him on a couple podcasts I think Tank Bigsby was a fine pick there. It's my fourth running back. I'll take it. I love it. I love it. Um, good, good pick there. You know, I, if you're gonna draft draft Zach Charbonnet a couple rounds earlier, he went at the end of the uh, eighth round. Getting Tank Bigsby, you know, in the middle of the eleventh is also a pretty good deal. Similar situation, in my opinion. Right. I, I think that's fair. 
I, I'm not a huge fan of the pick. Like I'm not like you know running sure. the card up to the to the podium, but but I, hey, I'm okay you got two that. rookie running backs who could win some roles here. Kendrick yeah, Miller absolutely. and Tank Bigsby back to back. Now, do I want to? You dropped the three rookies back to back: Zay Flowers, Kendrick Miller, and Tank Bigsby. Yeah. Now, do I want to triple down on a running back? Now I might triple. Not oh, oh, on no. a running back. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I I might want to handcuff here. I I don't think that'll be a bad idea. I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna take Tyler Tyler Algier because anything would happen to Bijan. Tyler Algier. We saw him last season. He was very efficient, very good in the run game. I don't have any problem with that. We talked about that last on the draft tips podcast. We talked about how the pendulum pendulum could swing. That's what I'm kind of aiming for right there. And Tyler Algier, he might get some work anyway. You know, this is Arthur Smith we're talking about. We're not sure how he's going to use Bijan Robinson. We thought Kyle Pitts would be the guy in the passing game when they drafted him. And he didn't get a whole lot of run. Drake London was drafted. They didn't use him a whole lot. They ran the ball a lot. So if they're going to be running the ball a whole lot, there's going to be opportunity for Tyler Algier to contribute on a weekly basis. Um, end of season stats might not be super attractive, but on a weekly basis, I'll take it as insurance, just in case anything would happen to my other running backs. Okay. I like it, man. That's a great pick there uh, for all the reasons that you mentioned. Jonathan Mingo would have been my pick, but he was taken right be- right after you. Darnell Mooney, mm-hmm. Tyler Boyd, right after them. So right before my pick. So let's see. The best on the board, Devin Singletary, Rondell Moore, Deontay Foreman, Bryce Young, Colin Murray, Rashi Rice, Jalen Everett, Sam Laporta, Roshan Johnson, Jalen Warren, Nico Collins. I-, I think the guys that I'm really looking at here, Zach, um, I like Roshan. I like Jalen Warren. I like Nico Collins. Um, those are like the three guys that I'm looking at here. Um, right. Gerald Everett I like as well because I think he could potentially do some things in 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 L.A. I do have a tight end already in Pat Frymuth. Um, I do pick again in seven picks or so. So I am going to pick the highest on the board here to hope that these other guys fall back to me. All right, so – I haven't taken a running back in two rounds. Um, I have – how many running backs do I have? One, two, three, four. Four running backs right now. I'm going to go with Roshan Johnson here. All right. Um, just like so that, you know, taking advantage of that, you know, little bit of a uh, – you know, that backfield in, in Chicago. Like, we don't really know what's going to really happen there, right? Um, so taking the guy who I love as a prospect, who's extremely efficient, in college, somebody they drafted early fourth round, I think he could potentially win the job over Deontay Foreman, who was taken th- three picks after me. Yeah. Devin Singletary was taken after me. Bryce Young, Deontay Foreman, Jalen Warren, Jeff Wilson, Kyler Murray, back to me. And this pick becomes a little bit easy. It's Nico Collins in the 13th round. Potential wide receiver one for Houston with a accurate quarterback. Uh his reception perception profile by Matt Harmon is making me a little bit more bullish on Collins. Um, mm-hmm. And because of that is the reason why I think that Collins can't break through uh, because he does separate and he does have the the tools and he's a big receiver. So I do like that. Um, and we, we've seen a little bit of, of hype too coming out of minicamp as well. Right. Uh, that's absolutely a possibility. I would have taken Nico Collins too. Um, I didn't really see him on the board. I'll be honest. So the fact that he'll come up the board, you know, that's another reason to get to know the ADP of the platform that you're on, you know, because you don't want to. Miss I would have taken Nico there. in the 12th round there, right? But yeah. like, I played the ADP game and I went with Roshan because he was going like, you know, several picks ahead of him, and it turned out that Nico ended up falling to me. So I'm yeah. glad that happened because Roshan would not have fall, fell to me at that point. Absolutely, right. So now I'm on the board. I have George Kittle. 
I want to take another receiver because I just went three running backs right in a row. And I needed that because I only had two running backs through the first nine rounds. So I'm loaded at running back. I now need another wide receiver. Not a whole lot of names calling out to me. There's one calling out to me that I'm going to target in the 14th round, which is after this pick. So now I kind of have flexibility to go the way I want. Are there any tight ends? Like, who would have thought I'm going for a tight end? Um, you know, with, to maybe fill another flex spot. Juwan Johnson's there, but we know not a whole lot um, going on there now that Jimmy Graham signed there. I might have to do two receivers at this point, just back-to-back. Romeo, Romeo Dubs is at the top. Oh, there's – okay. Hang on. I kind of want to take a shot on Jaden Reed. I kind of do. Would it, be, it would be another rookie, but he has a shot to play well. I'm going Romeo Dubs. Sorry. One of these rookies have to do something, right? I switched it. I switched it. I, I went Romeo Dubs. <laughs> Jaden Reed, he's a rookie. I don't know how he's going to play. We got defenses coming off the board now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so I'm not going to draft a defense because if you're playing fancy the right way, you won't be playing a defense. Um, the other guy that I want to target, he's way down the board. I don't think he came off the board. He did not. His name is Paris Campbell. There you well, go. We a lot of good things about him, you know, and there's nobody in that Giants wide receiver room when you're signing Cole Beasley. <laughs> you know, there's not a whole lot going on for you in your receiving room. So I, I think that Paris Campbell in the 14th round, can I go wrong? He could lead the Giants in targets. Granted, it's Daniel Jones. He hasn't supported a top 36 wide receiver, but Paris Campbell's coming off the board as not a top 36 wide receiver. I will take that every day. By the way, we're at the point of choosing kickers and defenses. Uh, hopefully you don't have kickers and defenses in your league, or at least you don't right. have kickers. I choose to not draft kickers and defenses because I can just pick them up before week one. And what ends up happening sometimes is, you know, you, you draft one of these players in the 14th, 15th round, and a, some news breaks right before the season starts where, like, a running back got hurt, and now, oh, wait. Like the running back that I drafted in the fifteenth round ended up now as a starter, right? Yeah. So that's the advantage that you get for rostering these guys right up until the last minute of kickoff. Sure, would I want some like really good defense? Sure, but like picking those defenses aren't as easy as you think. Those there's no slam dunk when it comes to picking fantasy defenses. Okay, we don't figure out who the best fantasy defenses are until a couple weeks into the season. Yeah. Okay. So, Tajay Spears on the board for me right here. I'm taking him pretty easily. Um. You know, same thing. Derrick Henry, he'll be a three-down handcuff for Derrick Henry, right? So he's my guy. Um, Jerome Ford is on the board. Chuba Hubbard's on the board. You know, a couple guys who are handcuffs to their respective starters. Leonard Fournette also on the board. He's somebody that we should be looking at. Donovan Peoples-Jones, pretty easy pick there as well. You know, if I had to choose a guy, let's see. Like, I'm just going down the board. This is my last pick. So let's, mm -hmm. let's do something fun. Like, just keep going. So keep going all the way down. Let's take Zamir White. Zamir all White, right. all right, who is the handcuff to Josh Jacobs. If Josh Jacobs, you know, ends up actually holding out, he's going to have some value. Okay, Zamir yeah. White will be the early down handcuff for Josh Jacobs. Okay, so that's my last round pick right there. That's perfect final round pick. Nothing wrong with that. Um, I'm looking on the board. There's not a whole lot I do like, but if you want to talk about upside, let's see. Here's a handcuff. We talked. You talked a lot about this guy. We actually did half a half post on him. We did a post on Joe Mixon, how he was inefficient, and Chase Brown sitting here. There you go. I'll take him. You know the high volume. There's nobody else that's really going to play 
besides him. If Joe Chase Mixon, Brown's a great pick right there. I've I've been taking Chase Brown with the last pick of my so many of my drafts. So yeah. I do love that pick. That's gonna do it. All right, let's see what our team's looking like. Let's let's talk about Zach's team first at wide receiver: Tyreek Hill, Chris Olave, Calvin Ridley, Deontay Johnson, Zay Flowers, Romeo Dubs, Paris Campbell. A plus wide receiver room: Tony Pollard, Alexander Madison, Kendra Miller, Tank Bigsby, Bigsby, Tyler Algier, Chase Brown. That is a uh, solid C plus room right there t- t- with Tony Pollard uh, giving you, you know, uh, preventing an F pretty much. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I, you know, here's the thing, right? Alexander Madison in the sixth round after having only one running back drafted in the first five rounds, like is exactly what you would wish for. Right. Oh, yeah. Like if I were you, like I'll be thrilled to get Madison in the sixth as your RB two. Right. That's absolutely. Was. <laughs> um, yeah, and then you have a whole lot. Exactly. George Kittle in the fifth round and Deshaun Watson as your quarterback. Um, moving on to my team at wide receiver, Cooper Cup, Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson, by the way, uh, another highlight of Aaron Rodgers to Garrett Wilson just came out a minute ago. You guys should go see that. Um, <laughs> Cooper Cup, Garrett Wilson, Christian Watson, Tyler Lockett, uh, Sky Moore, Nico Collins as my wide receiver room. I would give that a solid B minus. Um, then you have Ramondre Stevenson, J.K. Dobbins, James Cook, Rashad Penny, Roshan Johnson, Ty J. Spears, and Zemir White. I would give that a solid C+. Um, and then you have Pat Byron as my that. tight end and Geno Smith as my quarterback. What's that, Zach? I think the upside on Ramondre Stevenson, J.K. Dobbins, James Cook, Rashad Penny, those four guys. Like, If Rashad Penny comes through for you, if he stays healthy, like that's an RB2 right there easily. And he's going to be a good RB2. And J.K. Oh, yeah. Dobbins, we don't know the situation suddenly with him. But if J.K. Dobbins didn't have any uncertainty, like it just came out, like, would you be feeling a lot better about that pick? <laughs> I don't really have that much uncertainty about J.K. Dobbins right now, to be honest, man. I really don't. Okay, it so sounds it's a weird see. situation. It, what, what did you? Like he's what not did you hurt. Your running back room. I don't even remember. C plus, B minus. I don't even know. B-? I don't even know. It, was, it wasn't an A, and I don't no. think this is bad running back room at all. I was honestly, I was grading it low so that you can swoop in and just be like, no, for us. You're being too hard on yourself. Ah, uh, yes, of course. I see. I see. Yeah, no. <laughs> the thing about, I, I like Ramondre Stevenson. I, I don't like that they're looking for another running back, you know, that kind of thing. But nothing has really emerged as of late. But right. outside of that, like Rashad Penny's probably my favorite pick of yours for the running back at running back. Like, you can't yeah, beat that tonight. Not? No, you can't. You can't. I do like Khalil Herbert as well. Like, if Khalil Herbert was there at the 9 4 spot, who was picked right like three picks before me, I probably would have went Herbert just because I want to take shots on him as, yeah. ma- as much as I can. Um, I do like him over Roshan Johnson, you know, you know, if all costs were the same. But Roshan's going a few rounds later, and I was able to, to snag him, right? right? Okay, let's end this podcast, Zach. Um, that was awesome. That was fun, as always. I love mock drafting. I might just do another one right after this podcast. But thank yeah, you guys for fun. listening. Take it easy. Hope that helped. And we'll be back on Thursday with some camp hype. Talk to you guys then. See you later. Bye-bye. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. 